Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine and I want to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today we're looking at addressing damage caused by galvanic corrosion. This podcast is authored by Ashfaq Anwar and Nabel Karishi. Now before we get started, I do want to announce that Gulf Energy Information has launched a brand new publication in 2021 called H2 Tech. This publication will feature the latest advancements in hydrogen technology. So definitely please check it out. You can find out more information by going to the website www.h2-tech.com. And we also are going to complement the publication with a virtual global event called H2 Tech Solutions. And we're still looking for uh, abstracts for that uh, conference, so please definitely check it out uh, and submit an abstract if you have it. You can go to www.h2-techsolutions.com. Address damage caused by galvanic corrosion. At petrochemical and refining facilities, it's common for U-clamps over piping runs to become corroded, sometimes to the extent where they're completely thinned out. Localized thinning of supports can also happen, which may remain unnoticed. Fasteners lose their coating and a thin layer of rust appears that can potentially turn into something more significant that requires action. These forms of galvanic corrosion can be observed externally with visual aids only. Slowly, these damages lead to the implementation of refurbishment projects to eliminate this form of corrosion. While notable cases exist where galvanic corrosion happens within process equipment, the focus here is the monitoring and elimination of those areas where galvanic corrosion happens externally and is often noticeable with visual aids only. Galvanic corrosion can start where dissimilar metals are in contact without any precautions taken. One of the metals must be a noble type, the other must be an active metal. While this contact can sometimes be avoided during the design stage, it is not always possible and designers may have many places on site where a noble metal is in contact with an active metal. Another required element for galvanic corrosion is the presence of an electrolyte. Because this podcast is focused on the external areas that are vulnerable to galvanic corrosion, Atmospheric conditions play an important role in defining the electrolyte present in the galvanic triangle. Electrolyte, noble metal, and active metal. Any missing element eliminates the chances of galvanic corrosion. Now, galvanic corrosion can become evident in numerous places, and some are more critical in plant integrity than others. Supports over or under austenic stainless steel piping are critical areas that should be inspected closely for any signs of damage by galvanic corrosion. Vessel internals constructed from dissimilar materials can cause serious damages. In heat exchangers in which the baffles or tube sheets are of different material than the tube, galvanic corrosion can aggressively attack the active metal. Areas that are less critical but still experience unnoticed and unreported galvanic corrosion include instrument tubing support through U-bolts over the length. Instrument tubing is normally of austenic stainless steel metallurgy and the installed U-bolts are of plain carbon steel material. Also, non-pressure parts can be attached together without considering galvanic corrosion damages. This is sometimes done inadvertently when a superior metal is used just in case the required is unavailable, and that better material becomes the noble and the other active. A classic case is when austenic 
stainless steel nuts and bolts are placed over carbon steel flanges, leading to the inevitable and noticeable galvanic corrosion. Knowledge of active and noble materials is important, and information tables are available where the significance of the galvanic corrosion is shown when any two materials come in contact. Based upon this significance, galvanic corrosion should be monitored across the site. This galvanic series is useful during the design stage as well, especially when selecting piping support materials for different piping networks. Prevention of galvanic corrosion is normally done by applying coating systems. Essentially, coating should be applied over the noble metal if austenic stainless steel is in contact with carbon steel. The austenic stainless steel must be coated, but what normally is found on site is that the coating has been applied on carbon steel material, which is the active metal. Installation of structural steel supports like U-bolts over austenitic stainless steel piping with rubber pads or other material in between is a common practice that is incorrect. Over time, these rubber pads degrade and close inspection of piping at all levels to ensure that these insulating consumable pads still exist is rare. To preventively address damages by carbonic corrosion, a five-year survey is recommended across the site to identify those areas where this damage already exists or can potentially exist and to take remedial action. This survey should essentially remove all existing and potential threats due to galvanic corrosion found externally. At the same time, there must be a record of equipment in which dissimilar materials have been installed as internals. That record can be kept as a list and for all such equipment, a checking for galvanic corrosion should be made part of the written scheme of inspection. For those areas where galvanic corrosion is seen or can potentially exist, corrective action must be taken. To be identified, galvanic corrosion does not demand state-of-the-art inspection techniques. Visual aids can easily identify problematic areas and corrective actions can be taken accordingly based upon the situation. Once galvanic corrosion is eliminated at sites, major replacement or refurbishment costs can be significantly lowered, especially for those locations where operating assets are installed in a marine environment. We want to thank you for listening to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.